So I guess, uh, as uh, as most of you know, this is the the theme the theme for the year for Unity Ottawa is uh, taking a deep dive and Unity Kitchener. And uh, so for the last three weeks, um, we have been uh, treated with uh, hearing uh, Wendy Carr give us her take on the power of uh, forgiveness. And now, closing out this month, we are thrilled to be welcoming back Pony. So just to say a bit about Monisha, I know she's a storyteller and an international or international, international award-winning author and who uses the experiences she has gained as a simple pilgrim walking, first of all, the 800-kilometer Camino path in Spain. That was the first, wasn't it? And then 5,000 kilometers from Rome to Jerusalem. Uh, for peace with her hubby, <laughs> Alberta. And uh, the, both of them together now are very, uh, uh, they are creators and independent publishers of, of books, artwork. And um, that most recently, Moni has pub started publishing uh, something else. Eh? You've done a set of channelings that you subscribe. That very interesting. Have to hear about that one of these days. Eh? Hello, everyone. It is so good to be here among you in person for those who are here and to be with you virtually for those who are attending um, from wherever you are. Thank you so much for this gift of being here. Now, those of you who um, follow the work that Alberto and I have been doing, and especially on social media, um, you may be aware that recently we started studying and practicing about two and a half years ago, interestingly, just before the pandemic, um, A Course in Miracles. Now, is there anybody here who has never heard of A Course in Miracles? Okay, so I don't have to explain what The Course in Miracles is. And so we all know that it's basically, it's a mind training. It's a mind training teaching that takes you from one thought system, which is the thought system of fear and separation. And it takes you to the thought system of love and oneness, which is the truth of what we are, the truth of our identity as the real self, the Christ self, that part of us that is always one with God, that knows only love, that only knows its safety, that lies in that peace of being with God. This is what it takes you to. This is the teaching. It's not a teaching of love, but it is a teaching of undoing all of the barriers that lead to the awareness of love's presence in our lives. And how it does that is through forgiveness, but not forgiveness in the way that we understand it and normally we are taught forgiveness, okay? Now I've spoken about forgiveness here a lot because it's part of my personal practice, Ho'oponopono. Ho'oponopono is a, is a forgiveness practice, right? Um, and that's why I didn't really think I needed another forgiveness teaching because you know I, this is how I live. And for those who, you know, who may just as a refresher, you know, the foundation of Ho'oponopono is essentially that I am 100% responsible for everything that's happening in my life, for all the experiences, for all the difficult situations and people. That's my, my, uh, my responsibility how I interpret events, my anger, my fear, my perceptions of things, all that starts with me. It comes from very deep, often unaware parts of my mind, my subconscious mind, where I hold ideas and beliefs and traumas. 
excuse me, traumas that keep repeating themselves. They keep playing themselves out in front of me and all the different experiences that I'm having. The experience may be different. The situation may be different, but the essential basic fear, the essential basic trauma, the essential basic ideas and beliefs that I hold on to, those are what is playing out in front of me. Like a movie, like a movie on repeat, continually playing out. Now, my part in this teaching is to take responsibility as the source of what I am experiencing, not the victim, not the effect, but rather the source. And to take all these ideas that I don't know where they've come from, to take all of these ideas and give them to my creator to be corrected. This is the I'm sorry part, right? I am sorry. I don't know where these ideas came from this lifetime, other lifetimes. I have no idea, but it doesn't matter. I'm experiencing them now. And so I'm sorry, creator, take them. Please forgive me, although creator has already forgiven all. Please forgive me because I didn't know how to choose from love and I was choosing from fear, but that's okay. All is forgiven. Thank you. Thank you for correcting that part of my mind, those errors in my thinking, those ideas that have kept me repeating all of this pain over and over again. Thank you for that. And I love you. So with this practice, what you get, what you experience is peace, because that's the whole purpose of forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't the actual practice. Forgiveness is the way that you get to peace. And from that peace, this is what you extend. What I extend out to the world is peace. And that is consistent with the course. If you've read the course, it is all about being 100% responsible for your mind and your thoughts. It is a deep dive. It's interesting that you were talking about a deep dive. It is like Ho'oponopono on steroids. It is a deep dive into the workings of the mind. And it can be very intense and very heavy. And there are many, many areas where I thought, oh, this is really coordinating. This is really actually perfectly fits in with Ho'oponopono and the teachings of the way of love. But there's a couple of places um, that really it, it expands. It takes you in a direction that can be quite challenging. And I'm only going to talk about a, two of these ideas because these are two ideas that I'm practicing, trying to practice um, every single moment um, as part of my everyday living. And one of the big ideas that the course focuses on is what is real and what is not real. And why I can't wake up alone, why I can't practice alone and why I need my brother to wake up with me, okay? Now, pretty much um, every spiritual teaching, even psychology, talks about two fundamental thought systems, right? Two ways of being, two emotions, two core emotions. And those are either fear and separation or love and oneness. And we're taught that both of these thought systems are real. And our practice usually involves ways of developing love and peace through visualizing, through meditating, through prayer, and finding ways to heal all of our fear through, it could be, I don't know, shadow work, inner child work, hypnotherapy, the different ways. But we are taught that both of these systems are real. Both of these ideas exist because we see their effects on our outer world, right? But the course 
in over 700 pages of text, 365 lessons, <laughs> it is very clear <laughs> and through logic and through reasoning that no, actually only one of these thought systems is actually true. The other one is false. Only one of these thought systems is actually real. The other one does not even exist. And the effects of one of these thought systems actually are real, but the effects of the other thought system, basically they have zero impact. Okay, from there, like this is actually in the first couple of pages, you're going, what? <laughs> what? This is not real? And of course it expands. It says, well, only love is real. We know this here, all of us who study, only love is real. Only oneness is real. Only what is eternal, what is unlimited, what goes on forever and forever is real. Only constant joy, constant peace is real. So of course that means that only God, creator, God is real. And only what God creates and what is created with God exists. And whatever those creations are can only be perfect, which means as God's son, only God's son can be perfect. Now, the very idea, the very thought that this perfect son created by God can exist apart from his father. I'm going to speak in, in masculine terminology, but please know it includes all the feminine, beyond gender, all, all inclusive, okay? Um, the very idea that this perfect holy son can exist apart from the father, apart from the oneness, apart from all of creation, apart from all of life, apart from love itself, is actually ludicrous. It's actually an idea to be laughed at. It's an idea to be dismissed, not to be taken seriously. The fact that what God created as eternal, unlimited, all-powerful, all of the powers of God, all that God has, he gave to this perfect son, that is a body, that is something that is born, that lives a short life, no matter how long we think it may be, suffers, and then eventually dies. And that this body is separated from its brother with whom it's naturally one and is afraid of its brother and then needs to defend itself from its brother because it, that brother might attack it. That this self has needs, this body has needs, impossible. In the world of oneness, in the thought system of oneness, this idea is ludicrous. But... There is a part of the mind of this most holy son of God that actually believes that this is true. It believes this truth, that believes this as truth. And because it has the power of creation that God gave it, well, it's going out there and fabricating worlds based on that idea that it's separate. And these ideas are, these worlds are filled with horrors, filled with nightmares. And it's fabricating all of these worlds based on this idea and saying, hey, that's real. Of course it's real. Look, it's in front of me. It's real. It feels real. I'm a body. Look, touch me. Touch me. And I hurt. Punch me. <laughs> Fall down. 
or I'll punch back. <laughs> Cut me, I bleed. Bodies that are doing things to each other. Look, that's real. And it believes that it's real. It believes what its eyes are showing it. But it doesn't realize that it has fallen asleep. It is dreaming. It is in a dream, believing everything that it is seeing is real. Believing that what its brother brothers are doing to each other is even possible. It is very much asleep, but believing that it's awake because, hey, this world is real. Love, oneness, unity, that's a lovely ideal. That's great. <laughs> we should all aspire to that. But hey, look at the world. That's not possible. <laughs> Love and unity are, yeah, nice, but impossible. But division and fear, well, that's the nature of the world. That's what's real. And this is what the Holy Son of God has done to himself, that small part of the mind that he's accepting as real. These shadows, really, these images that are playing out in front of him like a movie that he's looking at and saying, see, real, 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 not realizing that what is real is actually beyond that. But the one who is sleeping is hard to convince and saying, hey, you're asleep. It's time to wake up. Okay. So that for me, was probably the hardest part of the course. It is the hardest part of the course still. I'm practicing, I'm practicing like everybody, that this world that I'm looking at is, is not real because what it is asking me to do essentially to practice is that um, deny your senses, deny your eyes, deny your body, deny what you are hearing and what you are touching, that this is not solid, this is not real. Deny that and only hold one idea in your mind. Only accept one truth, which is the only truth. And that is that I am created by love. I, the son of God, can never be separated from my creator or from any of his creations, no matter what I choose to think, no matter what I choose to believe, no matter what I choose to dream, no matter how much I resist and say and deny and say no. It does not change the truth of what I am. I am not this body, but I am what is eternal, what is whole, what is pure, what is sacred, a being of light that is the perfect extension of God's perfect will. Not just me, but my brother, all of life, all of creation. And all we know how to do in truth is to love. We only know how to love. We only know how to cherish one another. We only know how to create in love's name, in praise and in gratitude and in joy to our creator for giving us this life. A creator who only knows how to love all unconditionally and equally. This is the truth of who we are. Everything else is a dream. So I'm sitting here with the course and I'm going, you know, I understand now why so many people want to throw this book out the window. Seriously, because it's like, it's asking you to, it's like, no, 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 don't look. This, don't, not, not, don't look, you can look, but realize what you're looking at is not real. It's shadows that are moving in front of you. They're images and pictures that appear like bodies that are sitting there, but they are not the truth of who this person is. 
So I'm saying, okay, so if this is a dream, all right, let's accept that I'm going to work on this and I'm going to work on accepting that this is a dream and that I'm dreaming. How do I wake up? <laughs> How do I wake up from this dream, from this nightmare often? Well, those who are asleep, who are fabricating a dream, who believe that they are actually awake, they can't wake themselves up. They also cannot undo all of the ideas that keep fabricating this dream. But God, of course, being mercy above all else, being love above all else, did not leave his son to his nightmares and to his ideas. In fact, the Course teaches that this error in thinking that you can be separate from God was corrected the instant that it happened. But there remains a part of the mind of the son that will not accept that, that will not accept that it has been undone that will not accept that there is only love and that there is only oneness. And so the son keeps replaying ideas of separation, which we can imagine how infinite they are, in so many ways, taking on a body, different bodies, different circumstances, but repeating the separation and not accepting that it has been undone. There's no need for this. And so the answer that God gave to his son's crazy idea that he can be separate from him, was what the Course calls the Holy Spirit. It's God's voice, God's voice, God's love. It's called the comforter, the redeemer, the bridge, the inner teacher, the inner guide. It is that part of the mind, that part of you, that is forever with God. It is one with God that only looks upon the Son in love. But it also understands the part of your mind that is asleep and knows what you're doing to keep fabricating all of your dreams and all of your nightmares and how to wake you up. It knows how to do that. That's why it's the bridge. And it's always there. It's that love that is always there, that presence that's always there, that feeling of peace and comfort that's always there. And it's with you and it's going, hey, I'm here. And it's just waiting for the opportunity to just jump in. It's just waiting for me to say, huh, you know, Maybe there is another way that I can look at this. Maybe there's another interpretation that I've missed. Maybe my thinking is incomplete. Maybe there's something here that I'm missing. And in the moment that I'm just willing to open up to another possibility, Holy Spirit rushes in. It rushes in and says, ah, finally, I have a little bit of opening, that breach that I can come in and maybe she'll hear a song. Maybe she'll speak to somebody or she'll read something on, you know, on her tablet or whatever. And it will be exactly what she needs to take her on that step towards waking up from this dream. That's how the Holy Spirit works. It's just all the time here, present, waiting. My part is to actually be willing to actually get, to give up my ideas. Be willing to consider another way. Be willing to be a student. Not to think that I know it all. I think I do not. <laughs> Don't we all? Not, not to have that, to be willing to learn from its voice, to hear its voice, what it wishes to speak to me. It speaks for God. It is the voice for God. It knows exactly what I need. It knows exactly what is perfect for me in this moment to get me out of the buckle or the loop that I find myself in. My part is to listen. Listen to that. And that's practice too, by the way learning to listen to its voice, learning to listen to the voice that speaks for peace, that advocates for love, that advocates for the truth of who and you and your brother truly are. That's practice. Once I can do that, 
I know. I've done, most of you, you all practice and we all do it in different ways, but what it brings is peace. It brings, ah, oh, I'm not alone. I don't have to do this alone. It's, there's peace, peace in my heart, peace in my mind, clarity, clarity that comes in understanding. And that gives me a sense of safety. This is what forgiveness is in the teachings of the course. It is the waking up from the dream. It is the undoing and the correcting of these ideas that keep us thinking that we're separate and that brings us back to oneness. It is the reclaiming of who we are as one, as brothers, all together, one Christ mind, one real self that is all together with God and with each other. This is what forgiveness means in the context of the course. And I'm only going to quote one or two things because when I read these, it was still, you know, you think you've read 700 pages and you got it. And then they hit you with like one more thing. And you go, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. It's like so direct. It says forgiveness recognizes that what you thought your brother did to you has not occurred. And you go, what? <laughs> the first time I read it, I was like, what? Of course it occurred. I looked to my past. I was like, well, they did this and then they did this and they did this and they keep doing that. And I've got, you know, the scars and the memories and everything to make sure that it stays real. But if something happens in a dream, is it real? This is the fundamental question. This is what it's getting you to kind of come to accept. You are living in a dream. The idea that you can be separate from God and your brothers is a dream it is false it is not real so if something happens in that dream is it real has it happened this is like the clapping in the <laughs> reminds me if a tree falls in the forest no this is it like is it real if it happens in a dream has it really happened and forgiveness does not pardon sins and make them real why well because if i pardon a sin that means I have made this illusion real. Then I have said, well, my brother did this to me. And so now they need to apologize. They need, I, and I need to be the good person and accept their, you know, and forgive them and accept their apology. I have now taken what is a dream rather than saying, this is a dream. And I'm going to give all of this to the Holy Spirit. I have said, well, this is real. And now they have to apologize. This is the idea of forgiveness inside this world of illusions. And as, as, as important as it is, as part of our journey towards waking up, what does this forgiveness do? It keeps us inside separation. It keeps us thinking, my brother did this to me, and so it happened, and it's real, and I'm going to be the good person now, and I'm going to forgive them, because that's what a good, decent, honorable, forgiving person does. It keeps the separation, the illusion, alive. It doesn't take us out. It's pretty... It's intense, like this way of thinking and remembering is intense. And to practice this continually is, has been like, thank God for the last two and a half years of the pandemic, because that's all I've been dedicating myself to, is trying to understand this, trying to live this. And that's why there are 365 lessons, one for every day of the year, which now I'm on my second, third repetition of the teaching. I just keep going. And every time there's another layer, there's something deeper that I've missed. It is a living teaching. It doesn't just go, I've done 365. Okay, I'm awake and now, yay. No, <laughs> it continues. And I'm very fortunate to have a partner in Alberto who is 
this same way as well. We are both committed to this kind of waking up, to seeing in each other what the Course wants to teach us as the Holy Son of God. He, we practice with each other. We catch each other when we are falling down this loop of blaming each other for whatever, or wanting to judge this person, or wanting the, the temptation to kind of, you know, sneak in a little attack disguised as something that's not an attack. All of that, we catch each other. But let me give you a couple of kind of specific examples, okay, how I apply this, because I think unless you have examples, it can just all be like really nice theory. Uh-huh, I'm just going to reflect on it. Today, before, before coming here, actually, um, I sat with the I sat with the with the Holy Spirit and I said, I give you any ideas, any ideas that I may have about why I think I'm here, any ideas that I may have about the words that need to be spoken, my own kind of insecurity around am I going to say the right words? Are the right words going to be in my mind? Is it going to be you, your voice that I hear, or just my own, you know, nattering of my mind? I give all of that to you. And I ask for your help that I may stand before all of the people here and see what my eyes cannot show me, to see beyond the body, to know only what is love, to know that we are one, to look beyond anything that is here physically, and to remember how fortunate am I to be able to be a witness to the Son of God, to His light, to His brilliance that is right here before me, beyond the body, beyond what my eyes may be showing. I mean, how lucky am I that I get to be able to experience this and witness your glory, your Son, your love right here in front of me? And I apply that, by the way, to every situation, every gathering I'm going to with family. I'm sure we all have, you know, great families, but there are families where there are conflicts. And I ask specifically that I go into this gathering, not holding on to the past, not bringing with me all of the things that I thought that they did to me, all of the grievances, all of the things that I want to hold on to and keep using it to attack them, to keep them feeling guilty, to keep them feeling small, to keep them trapped. So you cannot feel good because you did this to me. <laughs> no, I asked for that, for that especially to be liberated so that I can step into the holy instant and look upon the Christ, the holy son that God created. If I see a homeless person on the streets, if I see somebody who's asking for money in the streets, I look at that and I go, that is impossible. The Holy Son of God asking for money? The Holy Son of God that needs to be in the streets because they cannot find shelter? This is the Holy Son of God? No, it is not the Holy Son of God. There is still a part of my mind that still believes that if I don't work, if I don't hustle, if I don't do whatever, I'm going to be out on the streets and, you know, I'm not going to have a house. And who knows what other ideas and other judgments come with seeing a person that's there. But whatever it is, it is not real because the Holy Son of God cannot be this. And so I give all of these ideas to Holy Spirit. I know this is not real. I know it's not. I give you the ideas that keep fabricating all of this. I give that to you. I give you all of my attacks, my judgments, my all of that, you. And let me stand here and witness 
the only thought that is real, that I love my brother. And there is only love here. And there is only your son. I'll tell you the story of the mosquito if I have time, because I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm close to my time here. Um, but it's a good story about the mosquito. Um, I basically do not let any temptation to judge my brother pass by, to judge, to attack, to make a comment. I do not let that thought, if it enters my mind, it's like, nope, Holy Spirit, take it. <laughs> nope, I will not accept it. I will not accept this idea as real. I give it to you. Bring me peace. Bring me clarity. Help me see how you see. Teach me. Teach me to love my brother as I know you love my brother. Teach me to see myself as you see me. Teach me that and only that. And let me stay close to you so that as I go out and look upon the world, all of the things that people say, all of the things that people do, I look upon them with your eyes and I understand with your vision. This is the Christ vision, right? I understand with you that this is not real, but an opportunity to heal the mind, the mind that is still asleep. And I need my brother. I need my brother to wake up. I can't just do this alone. I can't just practice alone because before I thought, well, I just need to do this for myself. I practice alone. I find my own peace. I extend that peace to everybody. And then, you know, my brother will find their own way. You know, they'll figure it out eventually. I'm not going to impose on them. They'll, they'll find their way. But my brother is my witness. My brother, through with my brother, I get to see in this world of illusions and separation, I get to see what I am, not what he is. I get to see what I am. So I either see him as God's perfect holy son to be cherished and to be appreciated. And I declare this is what I am too, God's son, to be loved and appreciated. Or I see him filled with flaws, filled with sins that are un cannot be forgiven. In fact, filled with sins that must be punished, that must be judged, that must be condemned, and perhaps even put to death. And so therefore, I declare that too is what I am. Guilty, filled with sin, to be punished, not to be redeemed or saved in any way. My brother is showing me what I am, not what he is. So he is either my witness to the love and to the purity and the peace that I declare that I am, or he is every single unforgiven, uncorrected thought within me that I have cast upon him and that I refuse to give up. That's it. There is no in between here. There is no, you know, love a little bit, hate a little bit. No, I have to choose. <laughs> I have to choose. And do I free my brother then? Do I free my brother from all of the ideas that I have cast upon him and so free myself, wake both of us up? Or do I keep both of us trapped with my ideas of who we think I, who I think I am and therefore he is? That's it. And as imperfectly <laughs> as I may do it, no, many, no matter how many times I may mess up and forget and still go out there and attack my brother and judge him and condemn and have fears and all of that, no matter how improperly I do it, I know I'm not alone. That's the most important thing. I'm not alone. Love is with me. 
helping me to wake up from this. I'm not walking this alone. I choose to wake up. That is my decision. That's my choice. I choose to wake up. I choose to know and to experience what it is to love my brother, what it is to truly be the peace and the joy and the oneness that my creator, our creator intended for all of us. I choose to return home to the home I never left and to do so with my brother. Thank you all so much. I'll tell my mosquito story afterwards in a, in a break. What I would like to do now is allow just all of this to just settle for a little bit. Let's let it all, just let it all settle. And let's just take a couple of deep breaths and just simply allow whatever has been awakened in each of us to simply settle. Just breathe, just simply breathe. Calmly, lightly. But allow that feeling of peace simply to wash over you. Wash any doubts away and simply sink, sink into that peace. Just merge, merge with it. Now, Allow the image of an ice cube to come into your mind. Just happily floating away in an ocean that is infinite and filled with water. Become that cube. Feel just how solid that cube is. How solid you are. You have sides, six sides to be exact. You have edges, 12 of them. You are real. You as that ice cube, in your mind, you are real and you absolutely exist. Now, look out upon the ocean and you notice that there are now other ice cubes that are floating around you. The occasional one maybe bumps into you and it feels real and solid, just like you. The ocean is now filled with ice cubes. Some of them you become quite attached to. You stick together and it feels so good. But then you feel hurt and you feel abandoned when they separate and move on. You're not happy or at peace anymore. Other ice cubes now start bumping into you no matter how hard you try to avoid them. And you find yourself getting angry. Maybe even saying something 
nothing to them. You're losing your peace and your joy. <coughs> but then you feel a warmth inside of you, growing, expanding. It fills you. And it melts all of your edges, all of your sides, <coughs> until they disappear. You seem to disappear. That warmth now just spreads out. And it goes out to all the other ice cubes. And they too start losing their edges. On and on until you all seem to disappear. No more ice cubes. All you now know is the ocean, the water, the warmth, the freedom, the oneness with all, the love. And you let the waters carry you home. Okay, if you have questions for Moni, please go ahead, raise your hand. Cheryl, you're gonna have to monitor at your end so I can just mute us when we need to. Gotcha. Whoa. So does anybody have something you'd like to share with Moni? First, I want to say, Moni, that was fabulous. Thank you so much. It's Cheryl. Hi. <laughs> and I just, I just love your presence, your energy, and that which you shared was just fantastic. I'm, I'm so happy. I feel so great right now. Thank you so much. Thank you. And can you turn on her speaker, please? We can't hear her. You have to unmute. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yes, I just wanted to say thank you. No, of course. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate I appreciate your words. And I will tell you, to be honest, I, I struggled uh, to find the words before coming here. Alberto will tell you, I have like at least 10 different iterations of this talk. Because how do you take 700, a, a book on a teaching on forgiveness, which is 700 pages, and you say, okay, well, I'll just talk about that in 20 minutes. <laughs> um, and I, for me, it was, there was a lot of self-doubt. There was a lot of uh, like, I'm, I don't know if this is right. And, and I had to practice what I'm talking to you about every step of the way. I go, nope, this is just my own fears. These are just my own, that ego, what the course calls the ego mind, this thought system of separation and not enough. And all of that comes from these ideas that I'm, I, I, I can't do it, that I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not enough or I need to study more. And I have to remember that no, Moni is not doing this. It is not Moni who is doing this. It is that voice for God. It is spirit who is using the voice of Moni, the mind of Moni to be able to communicate. It is not me. It's true. That is true. It is not me. It is not Moni with all of her stories and insecurity. It's not Moni. 
it is the Moni being willing to say, I'm willing to give up all of these ideas that are blocking the presence of what is real and allowing what is real to actually speak, not me. So thank you. I so appreciate your words. Thank you. You want me to tell the mosquito story? <laughs> are, there, are there any more questions? Um, I have a question. Heather has one. Um, thank you um, for so beautifully um, condensing and helping me to understand the Course in Miracles principles better. But I, I just keep hanging on, and I wonder if you could help me with this, um, to the reality of climate change. And, and I'm just having a difficulty with that, how to hold that as not being real and not as a fear. Thank you, yeah, I, un I understand. And so I will, I take this, because again, if we're going to practice this, then what she is saying is nothing more than an idea that is here, that is being projected. And so whatever idea that I have in my mind, this is the first place I go, I go huh, not sure where this idea that this world is dangerous, the climate is, you know, where climate change, it's affecting us, this world is going to end, we're going to suffer, all of that. This idea is what is now fabricating what I see as climate change. So it remains an idea. So the first place I go to is, okay, this idea I give to you, spirit, and I'm going to sit with you. And I'm going to sit with you because I'm going to allow you to clear or to correct this idea that I live in a world that is unsafe, that I am not safe, that there is something outside that is threatening my existence, that there's something outside that is hurting me and that is hurting the animals and the plants and the earth itself. I am going to give you this idea, which is fabricating this particular scenario. For you, it's climate change. For others, maybe it's conflicts and wars. For others, it's maybe you know pandemics or whatever. It returns to the fundamental idea that I wanna hold on to, that I am not safe. Safety, however, from how I understand it, Safety comes from knowing who I am. Safety doesn't come from anything in this world. There's nothing in this world that is permanent or lasting that will give me the peace and the safety and the security that I long for. That only comes from one source. That comes from returning to the truth and being with the truth of who I am. That's what the Holy Spirit's function is. And so I'm gonna give all of these ideas within me, these fears, these doubts around my safety. I'm gonna give that to the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to allow peace to settle in my heart. And I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen in that stillness to that voice, that love that says to me, if there's something for me to specifically do, I will be told. There's no question. If there is something that I physically need to do in this world that will support my awakening from the dream and the awakening of all from this dream that the world is dying and that I'm not safe, that will be given me. But my part is to take, be vigilant with every idea that I have around my safety 
be vigilant every time I feel afraid, be vigilant every time I am tempted to attack, whether it's, I think it's the politicians or the businesses or these people, it doesn't matter. It's all attack from a mind, from ideas, from beliefs that I am not safe and that there is, I must defend myself. I must protect myself. I must protect others from whatever's happening out there. And recognizing yep. that this is what the illusion really is. It is showing you this is nothing more. The climate is just one more example that you personally hold very dear because it's something that's very, for you, this is maybe for me, it's not so much the environment. Maybe it's conflicts, maybe it's wars, maybe it's you know pandemics, whatever. But for you, this is very specific. And so the Holy Spirit, if you go to the Spirit, Holy Spirit, if you sit with God, if you sit with Jesus, you can call it Jesus, Buddha, creator, it doesn't matter. If you sit with that love and allow your mind to be corrected and be willing, I say, I am willing. I don't know how. I don't know how to correct this. I don't know how to have peace. I don't know how... I don't know how I'm keep fabricating this. I don't know how to, I don't know anything. In fact, that is one of my favorite sayings. It's like, I really know nothing. I know nothing. I know nothing, but I am willing to learn from you. And I'm willing to hear your voice. Bring me to the peace that I seek. Give me the safety that I long for and speak to me of what is mine to do in this world, if anything. And believe me, this correction that you're doing, this undoing, you are doing it for all. We are one. So any correction, any liberation, any freedom for one is liberating it for all. So that work, even if you, and I struggle with this because I'm a doer. It's like, I got to I walk for peace, 5,000 kilometers. I've got to do, I've got to do. And there are times that you are called to do. But I must also remember that every effort I make in the stillness and in the silence of my heart and my true surrender and willingness to let these fears go, these ideas go, I am doing that for all. Because the Holy Spirit will take that and it will just explode it into the sonship, what it calls the sonship, into the oneness, into the all. So don't underestimate, I guess I'm saying, the power of your small willingness to actually want to explore correct whatever it is that keeps fabricating this which we call real okay beautiful thank you and i think in the same way um it's uh an extension of i refuse to um accept apathy either as a you know a throwing up of the hands that that's not acceptable either but it's not a throwing up but a, and giving up. It's a giving away to yeah, higher power. And it's, it's allowing that power to work through you. Yes. It knows exactly what you need to do. What Thank is you. your part to play? What it is in you that needs to be corrected, corrected in, in mind, in belief, in idea, so that you can become an even better, more effective channel for love, for peace, for unity. It knows, but first you have to be willing to remove the barriers. That's what the Holy Spirit's doing. It is removing all of these barriers that you we are putting up to the awareness that we are love. To the, the, in fact, the Course says that. It's not here to teach you about love because love is what you are. That can be taught. But it is there to teach you to remove the barriers to the awareness of love's 
presence as the only truth of who we are. That's why it's such an intense course. We have to do the work to be willing to give in every instant, every false idea we hold. And that is work, man. The ego does not want that. It just says, I'll just be here in peace and love. I'll just see her though. It's their fault. They're to blame. Not me. I'm doing my part. I'm good. <laughs> but no, if I'm judging one little person, if I'm attacking in thought, in idea, if I'm believing that all of this is real, then I'm holding on to the illusion. I'm not willing to let it go. I'm not willing, just with a little bit of effort, to do the work of letting it go. That's it. Yes, of course. But uh, are, are you implying that enough of us? It's only because so many of us believe that Earth is getting warmer. Climate change, is that, is that the reason it's happening? And if we just did not believe this on a large, large scale, it wouldn't be there? Um, the question is, if is it because... Um, that the more that more and more of us look beyond it, is that what you mean? That it stops becoming real? No, that, that we need more people? No, the fact that we uh, believe that global warming is been promoted and we mm -hmm. talk about it and more and more people believe it. I see. It's just more and more real. Does it get more and more real or like are we causing it? the more it's like a rabbit hole when you grab onto that idea the mind that is fabricating what's behind i think you, it's one thing to look at the the world of form let's call it climate change so that's the form that is the outside that is the effect it is not the source it is the effect of an idea in me around safety around fears that I may have that this world I'm living in is not what it is. So these ideas, starting with me, take me down a rabbit hole. And that rabbit hole just keeps growing and growing. And so I believe that idea. And so I see more people who support that idea. And oh look, there are scientists who believe that this is true. So this comes back to me as confirmation. So that in increases my belief that, yeah, you know what, what I'm thinking must be real. You know, I am not safe. Oh, well, we've got to do something about it. Okay. Oh, look, there's all these people who are organizing. Now we're going to protest. Now let's go out and do that. Good. Now there's more of us who believe that. Let's go out there and fight against it. We keep feeding that same idea and we don't stop to challenge the core idea. First, what is the cause of what I am seeing outside. That's what the course is leading you towards. It's not leading, it's not saying don't do anything. It's not saying don't change the world. What it is saying is first look within yourself as the cause of what is fabricating everything that you're seeing. And the more that you pay attention to that and say, oh, well, you know what? That must be real because this scientist has said it. Well, then I'm, I have to be worried now. Oh, look, more scientists have signed on and said this is real. Oh, so I've got to be even more concerned. So we keep feeding the idea. It's not about what's happening out there. Think of it like a movie. Think of it like a movie with players who are out there going, wow, this is something to really be worried about. You know, and now this scientist shows up and says, we've got to be worried. And now a whole bunch of them come up and say, this is something that you have to do. And then more and more add on to the idea, the very idea that we are not safe in this world. 
but begins with me and people show up to confirm what I believe. That's why they're your witnesses. They're confirming what you believe. Okay, so it's that's how, that's the, how the it's course not, it's is. Let's not, not believe that, and the rains are going to stop. What matters first and foremost? What matters according to the course? And this is, I will ask first of all, this that all of this comes to the Holy Spirit. That's the first thing I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to bring this idea in my mind that is now showing up as this, I bring that to the Holy Spirit. And I say, I, I allow first the idea in my mind to be corrected. And this is what the course is leading you towards. First, correct it in your mind first and let the Holy Spirit take care of how it works out in the real, in this world, in the world that you're seeing. Now, will that happen? The course says yes. And what is your part to play, you will be given and you will be told because it's part of your awakening. And as others do it, and so then it becomes even more so, you will see what it calls the real world or the happy dream. What is fabricated now from a mind that knows that it is only love, that it is one with all. That's how, this is how the course is approaching it. It's not approaching it from, let, let me tell you what you need to do to go stop the rain. Let me go tell you what you need to do to stop global warming. If there is something specifically for you to do, you will be told. But first and foremost, it's asking you to consider the idea, to consider that you are the one who has deeply rooted fears, deeply rooted beliefs, deeply rooted ideas around what it means maybe even to be alive what it means to live, what it means to be, for me, what comes closest is to feel safe. Because in a world that's burning, that we think is burning, that appears to be burning, we feel unsafe. We've got to protect ourselves. And in the moment I enter into that thinking, then I am entering into separation. I've got to protect myself from this person, from this politician, from this business, from this I've got to defend. And so I'm in the movie. I'm in the illusion. I have stepped outside of oneness and I have stopped looking at the world through the eyes of the Christ, through the vision of the Holy Spirit, through the vision of oneness. This is what I'm learning to do with you, by the way. I'm not standing here as a, okay, I've got this all figured out. <laughs> I am doing this with you. Yes. And these kinds of exchanges you are here as a witness to an idea in me that says, no, 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 we've got to get out there and change the world. And so I say, thank you. I'll bring this idea to the Holy Spirit so that we can both be free and we can both be at peace and we can appreciate the light and the love that is beyond the idea, the only truth. That's how I understand it. Beautiful. Because Alberto and I talk about this all the time.
Yeah. Thank you. Yours. Your this is a dream. That that's why it's so hard to to practice in this. What what is required? What is required of you? is what the Holy Spirit will tell you. Perhaps it will say to you, go out and speak to these people because together you will do something that will make a difference. But to say that, okay, now all these people now, enough, these people need to change their minds. That's me. Again, the ego thought of separation saying, they're out there not thinking right. I'm here thinking right. And we need to band together so that we can fix this problem. The course is concerned, as Alberto says, the mind, the dreamer, who is dreaming this dream? The dreamer. And the Holy Spirit will do whatever it needs to be done to correct the projecting and the ideas that keep fabricating this dream of climate change, of wars, of, uh, you know, whatever, pandemics, of whatever it is. Your part is to listen to what the Holy Spirit has to say to you to correct your own thinking in the same way that I listen to what is mine to do, to correct my own thinking because it affects my dream. It affects the oneness. What we're saying, what we are contributing here is going out to change in things and ways that we cannot understand or predict because we're here. Our Our vision is here. Holy Spirit has a vision that affects, it knows exactly what affects every single person today, yesterday, tomorrow, for eternity. Its vision is eternal. Mine is, I think I need to do this to fix the problem. Holy Spirit said, no, no, come to me. I will tell you what specifically is your part to do and what I know will fix everybody. Fix, awaken everybody. Ask for and allow the Holy Spirit to tell us what to do. Yeah. We'll know what to, we'll know better. Yeah. What to do, and those actions will alleviate. Yeah. Thank you. That's a, that's a wonderful that's a wonderful question. Very good one. Yeah. Nobody wants to ask. It. Do you want to come up here? Oh, did you want to say more? Okay. Yeah, we we have we're always discussing these ideas because this is one of the big things of the course is like, so if I change my mind, am I going to see the effects in the world? Yes. If this is all a dream. So will will I see like a different dream? And there are currents and thoughts within the course community itself that says, no, it's all in your mind. You don't even have to think about changing that because the correction happens here. What's one current of thinking? The other current, which kind of we're more in favor of, well, if your fears and this thought system is fabricating horrors, why can't a thought system based on love fabricate a dream that's happy? Of course, yes. If mind is fabricating and creating all the time, why can't it be showing up in the form of the loving, the love and the oneness that I'm practicing? Um, Wayne Dyer, I think his uh, line is, um, if you change the way you think about things, the things you think about will change. So rather than um, 
I changed a few, many years back from being an anti-war protester to a peace warrior. You know what? Yeah, we have to just make those subtle shifts around not what we're working against, but what is it we're working for. And that mindset changes everything. Thank you. Thank you. I too. Sometimes, and this has been my own journey, is it, I think we need to be very careful here because it can also lead to spiritual bypass, which I've done for a long time. Like if I just ignore this, then it, I, I wasn't consciously thinking these things, but just kind of ignoring parts of it or not putting my attention there as if there was something that was healed only to find that um, I think what I'm hearing Moni say that's that's touching me this time is that um, it's I'm 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 bringing consciousness to that that thought. I'm not pretending that that thought isn't there, but opening myself to another way of perceiving it, so that I'm still there, present with it. I'm not pretending that it doesn't bother me. I'm not pretending that it doesn't exist, and then allowing myself to still show up and be engaged in the world in a way that facilitates that healing. But the peace then that I'm feeling inside me is emanated through in the actions. It, it informs the actions that I take. Rather, before, I think I I would just withdraw from things and, and just, okay, I'm just not going to be invested or do anything about this. Because if I do, it's just giving it more energy. Whereas now I'm seeing that, that I was just kind of closing and putting myself in a closet and ignoring certain things. And now seeing that, no, it's still being available. Like I really have to, that sense of unsafety you talked about really struck me too, because that's been coming up for me a lot lately in different areas. And instead of just trying to tell myself a different story or pretend, you know, it's all a dream and it doesn't matter to really bring my attention to that sense of unsafety and, and open myself this is where bringing in maybe that concept of like prayer and meditation and how can I see this in a way that that is loving and peaceful and transformative and then that will inspire me to act from there because there are certain things in my life where I do need to take action but when I'm doing it from a place either I'm ignoring it or else I'm hyper sensitive and like too invested in it it's not productive but if I can bring myself to feel and face that sense of unsafety and open myself to perceive it in a different way, um, then, then my actions feel more inspired and responsive and then I'm still, I'm still in integrity and showing up. I'm not pretending that things don't exist or there's not actions that I have to do that. It's both, it's both. I guess it's just from my own journey really reflecting on that because I never would have thought that I was one to spiritually bypass until I could, until I got to the other side of it and was able to see that it can show up very subtly sometimes. So I just wanted to share that because that's been my own journey with, with using these spiritual teachings as a way of ignoring reality in certain ways, which wasn't productive in the long run. I am so grateful for your sharing. 
truly, because it is such an important um, element of our ability to truly look at what is happening. I, I understand what you're saying about spiritual bypass, because there are many spiritual teachings that will say to you, just don't look at it, just focus on the positive, and then the, the negative will disappear. But it doesn't necessarily heal the feelings that I have inside, or the mind that keeps fabricating that situation. And what I, I love about this teaching is that it's saying to you, look at it. Don't run away from it. Look at it, but sit with me. Let mm -hmm. me look at it with you. And there is a beautiful kind of, it, was, it came through with one of Alberto's kind of uh, meditations where, and we, we try to practice this. It's like, I have a difficult situation that I don't want to look at that's hurting me, but spirit i feel this kind of big huge light loving warm presence saying i'll look at it with you don't look at it alone because you're only going to feel afraid so look at it with me let me be the one to help you to release whatever it is that has caused you all of this pain all of this angst don't run away from it because what happens when you run away from it is that the thought that fabricated it just keeps showing up in different ways. That's what it is. The idea, the root fear, the root belief is still in my mind. It's still in me. It hasn't gone. And the Holy Spirit is saying, let's sit and look at the effect. Let's look and sit and look at this situation. Let's sit and look at this person. And let's look at everything that is bringing up in you. And let me be the one to take that from you. Let me be the one to correct your ideas. Let me be the one to give you the peace and the clarity. Give it to me. And let its authority, its love, its guidance be what brings you that peace. And if there's something to do, you'll know. You'll know. But at the very least, you know you're not doing this alone. I think that's why we all sometimes avoid these difficult things because oh, it brings up too much. But this work with the Holy Spirit is saying, do this with me. Let me take care of correcting your mind. Let me take care of the feelings of anxiety. That, let me take care of that. Let me teach you what it is to be at peace. Let me teach you all the healing. Let me, not you, not this person, not even me. Heck, I'm, I'm, like, I'm nothing, really. I am here to bring maybe the teaching to say to you, go to the Holy Spirit. If there is anything you're going to take from this is that know that the Holy Spirit is with you saying, Come to me, let me be the one that guides you, that takes all of these errors that you, your perceptions, your interpretations, how you look at the world, let me be the one to correct that and let me give you peace. Oh, it's bringing tears to my eyes. <laughs> I just realized, you know, the sense of unsafety, um, I've just been going through a rough time financially lately and I've been like trying harder and harder, <laughs> which is, which isn't correcting anything and just feeling really frustrated about it and feeling uh, defeated and just um, almost wanting to, I'm just seeing now it's all kind of coming into clarity for me, wanting to do that same thing. Well, it's just too much. I'm just going to avoid it. And just saying that that's not the answer either. If I just don't look at it and just know that I'm doing my best, I'm doing my best. But I, I can I can see that same pattern and subtly avoiding things that I need to look at. And yeah, that just all kind of came together. 
<laughs> you were talking. It's it's not about just putting it over there that I can maybe today the invitation is for me to sit with that to see to see how I can be perceiving this different in a way of peace and love and open myself to reveal any actions that I might need to take in regard to that. Anyway, thank you. It just all kind of came home. <laughs> Thank you, Candice. Cheryl, would you like to go? Cheryl Rogers. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. And and Moni, I love everything you've said. You've just explained it in such a beautiful way. I love the um, the ice cube analogy. It's the first time I've heard it. And oh my God, it just it's stunning. It's so beautiful. Um, I I'm I'm struggling a little bit with understanding the Holy Spirit. Um, I come from a Jewish background and um, it's it almost in a way um, I, I'm, I'm struggling with how it fits into that oneness. Like, is it a bigger block of ice <laughs> in another dimension? I don't know. Like I'm, I'm struggling with that separateness of, doing something and asking someone with me. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't understand, obviously, I, the Jewish faith um, with in great depth. Um, all I can say is, for me, the Holy Spirit is the ocean. It's not a bigger so ice cube. Okay, so then the Holy Spirit is that source. holds all of the oneness. So that holds is... all of what we think are ice cubes. It holds all of the ice cubes that think there are ice cubes, but at the same time know at the same time knows that they are water. They are the ocean. <laughs> there is no separation. The ice cube wants to stay ice cube, and the Holy Spirit says, "Okay, you can stay ice cube, but I know who you are. You can call yeah. that God. You can call that um, I don't know. You can call that presence." Um, it's the voice for God. It represents God because ac according to the course, we have fallen and are thinking so far away that we can't really know God because our, our thoughts are so tiny. We are so limited. We are, we just, we need like something that can crack us, that can, that is able to enter where we are. God is infinite. In fact, the course even says, which I kind of took to a little bit insult. It says, God doesn't know about bodies. He doesn't know about money and her problems. God only knows his son. God mm. only knows perfection. God only knows what is unlimited. God answers for eternity. He doesn't answer for little things, but that part of God, that voice for God is there. It is God. It's that voice for God that is with you in every instant saying to you, let me show you the way out of this so that you can come back to being what you are, son of God, not mm -hmm. this tiny limited thing in a body, Son of God, holy, one with all of life and one with the Father. Let me bring you back. To me, some people look at that as being a specific figure. Some people will say the Holy Spirit is Jesus. Mm. Some will say it's the Buddha. They are representatives. If it, if it helps, the Holy Spirit will use where you are and what you are to give you, if it helps you, a specific image to help you with that awakening. And so... Perhaps in your prayers, you can ask the Holy Spirit, say, is there an image? Is there a word? Is there something that you give to me personally that will help me connect with that 
presence with that love in every instant. Mm -hmm. For me, I imagine a big light. There are times actually that I, I feel Jesus very close and the figure of Jesus helps me to, to kind of hold, to feel like, to know that he's got, you know, he's got my, his hand on my shoulder and he's walking with me and he's saying, everything is going to be okay. I'm with you. Perhaps it's another figure for you, but that is something for you personally with the Holy, with that if Holy Spirit isn't the word. Maybe it's that presence, that feeling of unbounded love yeah. that if it needs a form to help you ask that that form be shown to you so that okay. you can so for okay. a, a second, um, just so I am clear for everyone, when Moni is speaking, she's not seeing you and she's not hearing you. So it's like a talking stick. She's got the talking stick until I take it away from her and then I give it back to you. So <laughs> I'm okay. giving it back to you. Okay. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. The minute you said it's the ocean, I can relate with that. You know, so um, it's it's all about perspective, right? It's the words we use and the meaning we give them, uh, which is part of the idea that we create. <laughs> so I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So so we have we have one last question here. No, it's not. No. It's not just very good. As I'm sat here. I'm looking around and seeing this. I'm sitting here, seeing this beautiful setting, all these beautiful people, connection with unity. Only a short while ago, we at Asco were going like, oh my God, what are we going to do? We're going to have to disperse. We're gonna, what's going to happen? Well, none of us had any vision of what was going to happen, what it was going to look like. What is it going to look like this? Were we going to be here? We had no idea. And so through Deborah and Cheryl, who talked about discernment, I thought, what the heck is discernment? I can only see the problem. We can't do this. And we met together and it just kept like, just give it over, give it over, give it over. Okay, this is what we talked about. Okay, just give it over. Give it over. And look, like, look what's here. Amazing. Like, whoo, I'm so happy. Amen. Amen. Okay. Okay, Cheryl, I'm giving it back to you for you to wrap up. Thank you, everyone. So that has been a real treasure. And if you have any thoughts and feelings you want to share with us uh, so that we can better our service, uh, let us know. You can send an email to Unity uh, of Ottawa, the office unityottawa at yahoo.com.